Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whiskerware Apparel along with Chuck Davison and Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes and boy do we have a good one for you tonight. We have been in Memphis, Tennessee for the last week at the Mississippi River Monsters Tournament and we had a blast. Uh, fishing was fairly good. There were some giant fish caught and everybody had a good time. But before we get in, Jason and Daryl will be along with us in, in a few minutes. They're running just a little bit late. But before we go uh, getting into the tournament stuff, Doc has got a couple of new guests in there. We want to visit with these gentlemen for just a second. Take her away, Doc. All righty. Thank you. Everybody, this is my two grandkids I've got here. Both these guys have uh, fished quite a few uh, tournaments with me, and uh, that, these guys are going to be the future of catfishing. So, what do you want to say? Want to say anything to them? Say hi. Just say hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this, is, this is Brandon, and this is Zach. That's cool. It, it, where's Josh? Is Josh not along with them tonight? No, Josh isn't here with them, no. Well, Josh was about that size the last time I saw him, yeah. and he is considerably bigger than that now. Yeah, he's. I got to look up to him, and I'm I'm pretty big guy anyway. So, but uh, <laughs> you know, these guys caught a lot of fish up in Indian Lake. We were fishing a uh, three day tournament, uh, Channel Cats, and uh, they, they they were on some nice fish. They had a good time. That's awesome. It, it's nothing better than to see a bunch of youngsters enjoying our sport like they do. And uh, I know Chuck had, had a youngster with him here a while back, and, and then we need to keep these kids interested uh, in our sport. And uh, I'm, I'm waiting for my grandkids to get, the, to get the urge to go, and we'll have them. We've taken Damien to a couple of tournaments, and, and uh, they'll, they'll all get in with it, and we'll, we'll make it happen here one of these days. Yeah, so... Hopefully, when they get old enough, then they'll be taking Papaw instead of me taking them. Well, that's the idea behind it. We'll get in there, and and uh, one of us can one of them can haul you around. We'll get one to haul me around, one to haul Chuck around, and we'll there just sit there and tell them how to catch fish. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Where do you boys like to fish at the best? Ohio River. Ohio River. Ohio River. Yep, their river. They like fishing on the river. Me too. I'll tell you, I'd, I'd much rather fish on a lit river any day than a lake. Some people are not like that, but them rivers has got a lot of action, don't they, boys? Yeah. They like chasing flatheads. Well. They're like their grandpa. They like chasing <laughs> flatheads. Now, now, you guys know that them flatheads are the king of catfish, don't you? Yeah. Okay. All right. You got anything for them, Chuck? Uh, yeah. Um, what kind of fishing poles you like to use? Tell them black horse. Black horse. <laughs> and I like all them. Right. They're all right. Yeah, I let them use the black horse. They won't drop them in the water. At least they haven't yet. <laughs> I'm like Grandpa, who almost lost one this weekend. These guys have never come close to losing one of my black horses. We'll have to uh, we'll have to get into that here in a little bit later, but you yeah. know uh, we had a lot of fun over the last few days. Yes, we did a lot of fun, but it was hot, man. It was hot. It was, it was miserable. I, I Chuck, you know, 
you brought Tony down there with you to the tournament, and, and I, I, that is a great guy. You really done good getting him as a tournament partner. He's yeah. a swell guy. I just thank the world of him. Yeah, man, he uh, he's done a lot for our country over the past 25 years. Um, you know, had some real bad turns in, in Afghanistan. Um, you know, he, he's now retired, um, and now it's time to fish. So, um, it, it's you know, it's I feel like that um, I owe it to him to make every trip that he's able to go the best as possible. Even if we don't put a fish in the boat, um, we're going to have a great time. That, that's exactly right. I, I'm so proud to get to meet him. He just uh, an outstanding guy, great fisherman in his own right. And like you say, he's done so much for for all of us. Uh, it's time that he sat back and catch a few fish and enjoy life. That's right. We um, we was at uh, the bar the other night eating dinner, and um, I, I met got to meet another. Uh, military gentleman and i was proud to shake his hand he happened to be the guy that caught the big fish of the tournament and i just thought that was outstanding uh teresa owensby's dad uh very nice gentleman uh and with his fatigues on in the bar and i, I just you know there's something about that that really gets to me uh and i can't help it but you know the guy has been in the military a long time served our country done a wonderful job and if anybody deserved to catch the big fish of that tournament he's the guy that should have caught it yeah yeah that was a hog of fish too yeah he's going to be able to get a replica of it and um I'm sure that's going to be a real thrill being able to look at that fish every day for the rest of his life. I'm trying to get, trying to get up the chat on uh, YouTube. I haven't been able to get it up yet. Okay, I'll work on that here in a little bit. But uh, Bill Parfit caught a 90-pound blue down there, just a giant of a fish. Uh, but he caught it the day or two before the tournament, and uh, uh, it's now in the aquarium at Bass Pro. They quarantined it, of course, for a little bit, but uh, another outstanding effort. Bill done a great job getting that fish in, and, and uh, it'll be treated like royalty for the rest of its life in that aquarium. They, they did get fed three times a day and put to bed at night. I mean, they really take care of them fish down there. So uh, I'm, I'm glad for Bill that uh, I'm sure that's the biggest blue that he's ever caught. And uh, it's just a stud of a fish. Yeah, it was. He And I think he caught a couple of 60s uh, throughout the week. I think so too, yeah. He was in, some of that was kind of hush-hush, and, and that's how it's supposed to be. But, you know, before we get – uh, into Daryl and Jason and all the other stuff. Um, I want to commend George and, and Leslie, all the people involved with that tournament for the very first tournament that them people had ever done. 84 boats on the water with no more problems than was had. I thought they'd done an outstanding job. Yeah. I don't think there was very few hiccups. 
No, there wasn't too many. There always is. Even on a well-oiled machine, you have a hiccup once in a while. And to be there first time, I, I can't say enough about how they done their job and made it happen and it come off really well. And, uh, you know, I'm, look, I'm looking forward right now uh, to next year. And if they would let me enter right now, I would just go ahead and do it and be ready to roll. Yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah. there's one other thing that we need to talk about, too, that pertains to this tournament. Uh, we all stayed at the Clarion Motel down there, the Clarion Hotel and Convention Center. And I, honest to God, don't believe I've ever stayed, as long as we've been tournament fishing all over the United States, stayed at a place that took better care of the people. They fixed meals for breakfast that, that is... Uh, unheard of in in hotel and motel uh, breakfast that they give away. Uh, whatever it took to make people happy, they made it happen. They had security. You didn't have to worry about your boat. You didn't have to worry about your truck. And everybody says, oh, it's in a bad end of town. It didn't. I mean, it may look a little rough, but they there was nothing that I know of that went wrong down there, Angela. Herndon done a bang-up job making sure everybody had power, uh, if it needed to be through a generator or whatever, and everybody shared their electricity, and uh, the rooms was nice and clean, and, and if you needed something, you told them they took care of it. The little girl that cleaned our rooms uh, took extremely good care of us, and uh, like I say, I, I can't I can't think of a place I've ever stayed since we've been doing tournaments that took better care of us and what they did down there. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, a shout out to Nona. She was the cook that uh, got up at like at 1 a.m. in the morning and made grab bags for everybody the day of the tournament. So she had gotten up there and she wanted to make sure everybody had like fruit, vegetable, muffin, you know, there or something that you could grab and run. Yep, yep. Um, Orange juice and coffee and uh, cereal and, and, like I say, a hot bar. And, uh, I, I, Chuck, I can't believe you didn't eat no more of that, and you did. I watched you eat a couple of times. You eat like a bird, man. You, how are you ever going to grow up to be one of the big boys? Well, you might for breakfast? For anything. Oh, well, yeah, it all depends on how I was feeling, man. I, I really felt bad of a couple of times the you know the sinuses and the medicine I'm taking I just ate enough to make sure my medicine did right and uh, you know when me and Tony was back and forth to the river we ate um, you know if we, if we ate at the bar after we we usually had already ate prior to going down there so speaking just, of the bar that double J bar and restaurant Doc and I ate there nearly every day, every day. I think we did eat there every day. And it didn't matter if he was having steaks or if he was having shrimp or what it was, it was excellent. Those ribs were to die for. I never had never had ribs that was any better anywhere than those was. Uh, the only thing I see wrong with them is that I either ate them too fast or I could have used some more of them. Yeah. It, it was the whole the whole thing just went off really well for us and and uh, up until you know up until Sunday and and I thought it was a great time I I, I will stay at that motel hands down Hi. see ya 
hands down, no questions asked. Uh, I know that I'll be well taken care of. I know the food's going to be good. And, and uh, like I say, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this is going to be a big deal. Yeah, they're going to have repeat. Uh, you know, they'll be using those guys again. They uh, really, uh, you know, did more than was asked. So if they don't use them again next year, that, that means they just got some big deal that they could not turn down. Um, right. But, you know, that they did outstanding. They deserve to be the host hotel again, which will probably need multiple host hotels. Um, yeah. But I'm sure there'll be one of them. How much were those rooms at the Bass Pro Shop? Did you hear anybody uh, talk about staying in one of those rooms? Hmm. I did not. I'm trying to help Daryl and Jason. You guys go ahead. No, I don't know how much they were, Chuck. Um, I I know, uh, you know Dodd yeah, and so awesome. they stayed there. Who did? Jeff Dodd and Swamp. They stayed there. Yeah, no, I'm not sure if Jason Jackson and them stayed there or not, but their boat was there a couple of times. We went down there. Um, but, I mean, it was, you know, being at, being up in the atrium and looking down onto the Bass Pro Shop and the, and the ponds and everything from your room, and then from the outside, you know, you can look out over the city. So you got a view when you walk out your door in the atrium and looking out over the city. I mean, it if it was, uh, you know, one of those places or one of the times where you wanted to do it upright and spend spend a little bit of money, that would be really a good place to stay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they, yeah. So, but uh, you know that place that place was just it was nothing but awesome. When Lyle and I did that show in there on Monday night, it was wow. What we do is lose the audio on Lyle? No, he's he's concentrating, trying to help oh, the uh, okay. Bassett Gills get in. Uh, but what did you uh, did y'all get close to one of them river boats? Uh, what the paddle boats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, like, yeah, the paddle the, boats. The stern wheelers. Yeah. The one, the one was docked uh, for a couple days while we were out there. I think on the day one. We were coming uh, to the bridge, and one of them was crossing, was going across the river from uh, the Tennessee side to Arkansas side. Yeah, uh, I got up really close to one called the Island Queen. Yeah, that's the one we see. And she was right there. We stayed with her for probably you know thirty minutes. We got we didn't get close enough where it was dangerous or anything, but you know we could wave back and forth to the guys on the on, you know riding on it, um, and that's one of the most beautiful boats I've ever seen in my life. I got some really good pictures of it, um, you know. But it's just little things like that that made the trip um, just so much more memorable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that in the fast water. I mean, on Monday when we got there. On Tuesday, when we got out there, uh, man, it was it was just ripping down through there. 
and by the end of the week the water had settled way down you know Mississippi's always cranking anyway but boy there on Monday and Tuesday it was really that one time we were out there it was like seven and a half mile an hour current yeah we um, it seemed like that <clears throat> you know I think it was on Thursday it didn't it wasn't as bad as Friday and Saturday I think the uh, the rain that hit you know up in the Ohio area the the week before finally made it down there yeah um, but it's so weird there's so many different tributaries and rivers that run off in it you know it it takes you know sometimes a week for the um, for the water to get down there you know and it can rain in so many different parts of the United States and affect that river that um, you never know how it's going to be you'd have to do some very serious research and to know ex you know how how exactly it was going to be yeah. No. But I, I had a great time with Lyle and Cindy uh, fishing out of that monster cat boat. Man, that thing's huge. We yeah. got down there. Lyle put me under the wheel and he goes, do something with this Lorenz. So, <laughs> I, I, I and I can see why he was ready to throw it out into the water. <laughs> it was it was all messed up. So it took me about half an hour, and uh, boy, we got—I mean, we got some good images off of it. Some really, really nice images. Uh, I about shocked when we come around this one bend, and uh, I was—we were back bouncing, and you know, I, I felt the weight just kind of go, and whoa, <laughs> I had a little bit of ledge there, and we were in 35 foot of water, and we watched it drop to 120. Feet, and I, I don't think I'm gonna bounce that far down. <laughs> you wasn't smoking that spool, letting that lead. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, I mean that that was the hardest thing for me was you know pre-fishing. We was marking some really good returns uh, out in the middle of the river on them drop-offs, and being in that heavy current. Um, you know, and bouncing, I know we was bouncing over those fish because, you know, I know that lead wasn't just dropping straight down on them. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, they, you know, they were pretty close to the ledge, so you'd have had to about get straight on top of them um, with the big motor until your uh, GPS read zero, and we was putting 24 ounces on it and trying to drop straight down on that fish. And it was still taking our line down river, so we weren't able to drop straight down on them with 24 ounces. Yeah, wow. But, but we we was trying to figure out everything we could because we knew that those fish had to have been up against current breaks, up against those ledges and stuff, um, <coughs> using them for breaks so they would be out of the current. And to be able to get down there to them, you had to drop through that current to get to them. And by the time you got down to that top of that ledge, you was already, you know, washed away. Um, we just never could figure out how to fish for those those fish like that. We would try to bounce bounce out on them, and then all of a sudden you'd just, you know, lose bottom. Um, and, you know, and I'd smoke that reel uh, spool trying to get that line off there as fast as I could. And... Uh, <laughs> I know I hit, you know, a hundred yards past it, but um, 
I, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out somehow. I mean, it's like you'd have to put a leader line off your anchor and drop your anchor straight down, which I still don't think that's possible because when we would throw our anchor out, it would pass the boat. So, oh, when you, oh, yeah. 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 We, um, lost, we lost one anchor. Almost yeah. lost the ball. Yeah, when, so, you know, we, you know, we was trying to – we didn't want the boat going – uh, the same speed as the current because I was afraid when that anchor grabbed, it would pull the front of the boat under. Um, you know, so we was trying to keep that boat, uh, you know, slowed down. You know, we was trying to cut the current way down. Uh, so when that anchor hit, you know, we could try to get that rope tight slow and that sandy bottom um, yeah. I let out I let out 200 yards of anchor rope, and man, it would just slide and slide. And when it would finally grab, um, we was already past our objective, and it didn't take any time to get past it because, you know, as fast as that boat was moving, you didn't yeah. realize it until you'd look over at the bank. Yeah, and you, and you see it go right by. Yeah, right, and you're like, man, we are moving, um, you know. And we was trying, we was bouncing bottom. Um, and we, we was cutting about, you know, a mile and a half off of the current. Um, and I looked over at Tony, I said, man, these fish may bite going this fast, but I don't see, unless you, unless you hit them in the mouth with it and they react real quick, I don't think they can catch that bait again. I'm not really sure, but, the, um, I mean, we was moving on. Well, the fish that I caught. Uh, I was always bouncing down a ledge, the fish that I caught uh, throughout the week. Uh, you know, even though, you know, you're lifting, dropping, lifting, dropping, every time I'd start bouncing down a ledge, uh, that's that's when I'd get bit. So and on one rod I was using six ounces and on the other I was using eight. Yeah, uh, Jerry, we've seen... Uh you know, some spots we went we went up river about uh, 25 miles, and there was a nest turn with some cliffs. Um, you know, up in there there was 108, 110 foot of water. Uh, and as the as the uh, even though that S turn was trying to slow the current down as narrow as it got, we were seeing um, seven and a half, eight mile per hour in the narrow. Um, you know, in, in the wide straightaways, it stayed around five. Um, over closer to uh, the bank, you know, you could get it down to, you know, four and three. Um, you know, but the current seams would, would mess the boat up because you'd have a fast seam, slow seam, fast seam. Um, and, you know, it would it was kind of make the, uh, the boat... Um, you know, jumping in and out of the fast current was making the. The boat control was very hard to do unless she was in a consistent current. And, matter of fact, going straight down the river, um, you would hit. Uh, we would start bumping, and all of a sudden we're like, man, I can't get my weight to go as like it was a while ago. And I would look. And, uh, you know, the, the trolling motor 
would almost have us stop because it was able to fight the current better than it was on up the river a little bit. Then all of a sudden we would hit a spot and we would take off again. So, I mean, it's just, um, you know, you've, you've had to adjust all the time. You didn't know what was coming. You just had to be ready for it. And that's what made it so fun. Um, it was so hard to fish and so challenging. Um, and the learning curve was so great. Um, it, it just made it a really fun fishery to try. <laughs> Jerry Dillard, 24 ounces. I don't have that much lead in my entire boat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we was uh, we was putting three eighths on to get twenty four ounces. We we didn't have uh, large uh, chunks that large just to use single single sinkers. Yeah. Uh, Daryl and Jason's having problems getting in the show, so we're going to probably do them on a uh, phone call interview. Uh, they can't get in. We've been having problems, and, and people, bear with me. I, I'm stuck in another motel, and this one doesn't have the access. Uh, Don't have a good Wi-Fi connection, probably. Yeah, but we, um, you know, we just couldn't ever get it figured out. And... Uh, We'll I mean, about, about halfway through uh, tournament day, um, you know, I was really getting the hang of that bouncing in. So, you know, that, but that was, uh, you know, crunch time. Uh, you know, we finally found parts of the, uh, the current seams that were really working good for us. Um, you know, found some good roller coaster bottoms and was hoping, you know, that the fish were going to be there. But uh, a lot of those places were in areas that we'd already seen a lot of people go through. I'm yeah. sure they, they, I'm sure they didn't bounce to the exact places we were, um, which would be very hard to do. But, uh, you know, we found some very good places that really, I really got the hang of it, and I enjoy it, and I can't wait to do it again. We're going to try and get Daryl and Jason in here in just a little bit. We were having problems with the Internet on their end or on my end. Uh, I'm stuck in a motel again for a day or so, and uh, uh, we're working to get them set up. They're having troubles with uh, – getting on the show but as soon as we get it to where we can get them in here we'll get them guys in here and visit with them a little bit about uh, their success this weekend they've done a heck of a job down there yep i knew uh that you know i said 155 pounds what was the uh total weight ended up being 150 151 something wasn't it doc uh yeah i agree with what it was Okay, so I was four pounds off. I thought I said 155 is what I thought it was going to be, which um, Bill Bill was hoping for 175, and and that what he told us, Bob? Yes, sir, it is. And I think I like uh, your dad, Doc. I didn't get mine. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. <Yeah>. Get <laughs> we bought we bought hoodies. Uh, 
we went over there in that booth and I seen Lynn, Lynn had a, her arms full and she goes, uh, you got some money paid the guy? I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a couple of hoodies, got some hats. So That that deal with having that vendor stuff set out there that in the... That uh, pretty good. That was pretty nice. Yeah, I yeah. got to visit with some of the guys and uh, that we talked to pardon me online all the time, uh, you know, with some different rod companies and uh, stuff like like that that I hadn't got to visit with. And uh, in the end, it got a little hectic for me, and I didn't get to, to do all the uh, BS with guys uh, uh, that I wanted to. But, you know, we'll try to stick another stab at some of that stuff at Monsters on the Ohio and see if we can't line some of that up. But, uh, uh, you know, Mark Farrell and Jerry Klein with uh, Tangle with Catfish Rods, they've done really good in the tournament. What, they get 20th or 19th, something like that? Yeah, I think uh, uh, yeah, 20th, I believe. I, yeah, I don't have the list of stuff here. And like I say, no. I'm in a motel, so I'm kind of limited to what I have access to. But uh, there was a lot of – I can't imagine – I know that I've never been to a tournament with as much catfishing talent as what we've seen uh, last week. Yeah, I want to know how Lukey and Klein Sr. hit that 100th boat. That that was very hard to do. I tried, but my fish was a little too small. They hit that for a thousand bucks. That's like hitting a jackpot in a casino. <laughs> it is, man. They had one fish and they hit it. I had one fish and I missed. I yeah. I tried for the small fish. Well, we had more. We that point three. Yeah, fish, we fish. A point three eight fish is tiny. That had to have been three yeah. inches long. I didn't get to see it. Lynn said it just fit in the guy's hand. <laughs> I mean, he must have just reeled up and said, "Look what's on my hook," and it stuck in his eye or something. You know, I've had them like that before. You know, like they were sucking on the point of the hook, and you go to reel up, and they're just stuck there, and. Um, you don't even know that they don't even move the tip of the pole, but uh, yeah, that that that's got to be hard hard to get those suckers, man. I can't even imagine trying to fish for, especially. I mean, you know, how they even can sit in that swift water is is beyond beyond me. Yeah, he he had to have got that one, you know, back behind a wing dike or something. I would guess. So, but, yeah, it was uh, it was different. That, to bring my, that, it, it would, that current would pull that them uh, chunks right off of there if you didn't have them. I was kind of trying to, you know, I wasn't hooking them really good because I was trying to, you know, let the bait come off if I got a hit. But uh, that current, you know, if you tried to reel it up really fast against that current, it would pull it right off there really easy. So you, you couldn't tell. You're like, well, did I have a hit or did it come off when I was reeling it in? So, <laughs> I think Lyle's breaking up again. River for the first time and seeing all that current. Uh, How, how good was it? Yeah. Uh, 
I didn't get that, Lyle. You was breaking up. Chuck? Yes. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of, I can say this motel's got pretty poor quality internet, and I'm fading in and out a little bit. But uh, you re actually got along pretty good with that Mississippi River Current, didn't you? Yeah, after a while, we was just trying the wrong things at the wrong time. We were trying to do stuff that we wasn't capable of doing, but we was trying it anyway because we was finding fish in those spots. Um, you know, but after after we got wore out from trying those things, we went back and was doing the things that, you know, we were capable of doing, but we could never find fish in the, in the spots, you know. They were actually out in that heavy current, Related, you know, not related to any structure or anything. Um, you know, it beat everything I ever seen. You don't see that stuff around here. You know, it, around here, um, you know, you just relate fish to structure. If you find structure, um, even if you don't mark fish on it, you fish that structure, and usually you have great success. Um, out there, I was marking fish all out through the uh, main channel, right out. Um, the main river flat, uh, right out in the wide open current, they were just all out in there. Was y'all marking the same things, Doc? Yeah. Well, that and, and we found some that were relating, you know, what was, I do a lot of visual, even though I, I like my electronics and stuff like that. I was looking for those seams that you see on the top, but the the wind was just messing me up. Uh, yeah. I know the one day the one day we were out there pre-fishing, boy, you could see those seams working all the way down through there, <laughs> and Lyle and Cindy had never ever seen the blues rolling. I mean, we were behind, we were below a, a granary. He had never seen the blues roll on top of the water where they were eating them soybeans, and I mean, I mean, it it wasn't one or two; it was like hundreds of them. And uh, in fact, Lyle leaned over the one time to wash his hand, and blue come right up there, right beside him, slapped his tail down on the water, and sprayed water all over him. Yeah, we were seeing the same thing, and you know, at first I thought it was Asian carp, and. Um you know, I noticed you, the Asian carp, they would, they would pretty much porpoise, you yeah. know, um, you know, and I got to where I was noticing, you know, that the, the ones rolling was, you know, the, the blue catfish and the, the ones that would porpoise, you know, seemed to be the Asian carp. But, um, yeah, that was, I believe that them thing, them, them blues ever feeding at all depths of that river channel. I mean, I don't think you you really probably yep, didn't have you're to. You're sounding good. Let me uh, uh, get the camera on here. I'm, I'm not, I might have a connection ever, but, uh, but we're going to make it I hope they come in all right. Yeah, they'll be connected just like we are, and if they have a good connection, they'll be fine. Lyle's the one with the bad connection, so. If well, we I'm going to put you on.
if we do it over the phone. Careful about your phones and internet difficulties on their end also. So uh, you and Doc take off and see what you can uh, find out. Maybe they'll tell you how to catch them fish they're catching. You guys hear us? Yes. Yeah, Mike, I can hear you. How about, how about y'all? Yeah, we, we got you. So you guys had a great day on the water. I said, y'all had a great day on the water. Oh, yes. We had, we had a really great day. That's probably our best day on the water this year before. Yeah. Now, what were you guys targeting? Uh, we first started out targeting uh, wood structure. Uh, but they wasn't necessarily right where we wanted them to be. And then uh, basically we just kind of moved in and out of the current uh, deeper water, shallow water, just tried anything different to find uh, if they, where they'd moved to. Yeah. Uh, the fishing was, it was really right. We never, we never did put that together anything that uh, There, guys. Yeah, they're breaking up real bad. It was a real strong connection there at first. But. Yep. How about can you can you hear us now? Yeah. 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 All right. I think what I, <laughs> what Daryl was saying is the fish that we had found it seemed to have moved a little bit. And that, you know, there was a lot of fishing pressure that week, too. And so uh, we didn't just give up on our area. We just tried to fish at a little bit different angle, kind of moved in and out. Were you guys upriver or downriver, Daryl? Out all day. You hear me? Were you guys upriver or downriver? Motel. Okay. We might have to talk to these guys next week. Yeah, we need to do a good interview with them. Lyle, can you hear us? Yeah, he's not even. Yep, their Lyle just popped off. Yeah. Well, you know, what they were saying. That, you know. Boys, we're back. Yep, we hear you that. Okay. So. 
it just kind of locks up after uh, just a few minutes, Lyle. Really, this has got to be the most, the worst internet connection I've ever dealt with in my entire life. But it is what it is. We're here, and we're going to go ahead with it. Yeah. So maybe we can get them in here next week. Uh, yeah, you know, if we don't, if this doesn't work out, maybe we can get them back on here or something. But let's try it again, and and uh, you know, uh, people want to hear how Daryl. Oh yeah. From oh, Jason yeah. Fitz, hey, what? Them guys are on fire. Every time they go, you know, they're they're in contention. Can you hear us, guys? Questions? Boys, I'm telling you, I, I just can't keep the computer up. Can we try this again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, I'll tell you what, if you want to, uh, uh, let's try to get it going maybe here in the middle of the week just to test it out. That would be perfect, yeah. Hotel and it's just god awful and and we'll get I'll get home and get on my computer there and we'll get things set up we'll get you back on here maybe I don't know what your schedule looks like but maybe next Monday night or something okay all right then uh, uh, whenever you're ready to give it a shot a shot we'll try that uh, midweek or something and see if we can uh, make her happen mm-hmm Yes, every time I contact you to get on there, it'll be a different link. Mm -hmm. wonder how many oxygen systems they sold. After that tournament, I see a lot of people posted it. Oh, they I don't know, but I'll find out. Okay. Yeah, they they were selling a bunch of them. Right. Did did they test Charles Water Doc? Yeah, they said it wasn't very good. Okay, which is is this Daryl or Jason? We had, dro we had dropped okay. our water level out of there. We couldn't right. hardly chase them guys down, man. They, they they were flying all over that live well. I don't okay. remember what she. I don't remember what she said it was. Can you all hear me now? Yes. Yeah. They went through four email accounts and three or four different phones to do this interview, and between what we got going on here and what on there it's just not working out we're going to test everything midweek and they're going to join us again next monday night right cool yeah i, I think that'll I be know, I know there's people there's people i've got a bunch of questions from people that they want us to ask them and stuff like that so right and, and i think that'll be a better deal because uh, i got a real poor internet connection and they can't they can't do they got the video equipment they just can't make yeah 
Okay. Yep, that'll work. Uh, make it happen. Uh, Jody Harrison done a bang up job down there, didn't he? Oh yeah, man. He's uh, he's leading the way. I tell you that. He's, uh, you know, he's been doing this for about five years now, and, uh, you know, his his live well treatment, yeah. his first aid, um, he, I mean, he's just got it. I mean, he wants every fish to be released better than when it was caught. It's his goal, and whatever he's got to do to uh, to do that, he's trying to give it a shot. It was very well done because they had the guy right there on the corner that could drop in the stone and just turn the O2 on and give him a good jolt. But I know I know when we went to get our fish at, out of the live well, they were running back and forth. Me and Lyle were having trouble trying to chase them down. Yeah, and they went a bunch of the water out too. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh... You know the the water. What what temperature did y'all see mostly? Around seventy eight degrees. About eighty. Eighty. Yeah, yeah about eighty degree. Well, up, up river we were seeing around seventy eight. So there there was a difference. You know, you know, fifteen twenty miles up river we were seeing you know around seventy eight. Skin so, temperature was about ninety two. Yeah. My 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 arms were frying like bacon out there. Yeah, but it was, um, you know, the the cooler water temperatures that really helped, um, you know, all the live wells. Um, you know, it wasn't like, you know, the the slower rivers at this time, which are up in the high 80s. Um, you know, if it would have been, you know, one of those rivers with these high temperatures, we would have had a lot more fatality, uh, fatality rate than what we had. Um, I don't know how many fish was lost. I had I didn't hear about many. I I know that they had the emergency tank that they were putting some in, and they would put them in, and they'd be wide open immediately as soon as they put them in the water. So I well, mean, I've never been anywhere where them guys tried so hard to take care of them fish, where they're walking around with oxygen tanks and probing it to make sure it had the right levels of stuff in it. Uh, I mean, these guys are are stepping it up to the point where uh, the rest of these tournaments are going to have to uh, get involved to catch up with what they're trying to do to save these fish. Right. You know, and that, that's fish life, and that's part of the tournament services that they offer, and they also offer the, um, you know, the equipment to take care of your own fish. But, you know, that's what they thrive for. You know, if they put on a tournament, their goal is, 100% release, 0% fatality. They don't want any dead fish, period. And, uh, sure. you know, for that to happen, you have to give the fish to them in decent condition. You can't turn them over dead and expect them to bring it back to life. Um, so you That's have to correct. do your part, too. But if you get it to them in great condition, that fish is going to be better than when it was caught when they release it. Well, and, and the stuff that they said... Good, Lon. 
the stuff that they sell for the fishermen, like their their oxygen systems and their stones and all the products, the the that additives that you can put in the water and the products to keep the fish from bleeding if you have one that's other good stuff out there and i'm not knocking it i'm just saying what they got is really really good yeah i mean the airstone um that they sell the ceramic one the the bubbles are there's so many and they are so fine bubbles it turns clear water gray it looks like smoke is coming up from the bottom um I mean, you cannot get any more concentrated of, uh, you know, oxygen in the water as that them stones can give. Um, you know, yeah. then, then if you put them in for that oxygen through the tank instead of them just coming straight up, uh, I mean, that will be plenty. Some of the guys that have the fish life systems was coming through the line was sticking the probe down in the tank saying you need to turn that oxygen down they're getting too much and they're like we're running as low as we can on the gauge and she says well I think you're able to turn it off now so um, you know then they are really um, I think this is going to be a huge learning experience for everybody um, knowing exactly what your systems can do compared to how much water you hold, how much oxygen you need, you know, for the temperature. Um, you know, it's it's really going, but we're going to need to hear from everybody. We need to hear from the guys that had poor oxygen levels too, not just the guys that had excellent. So everybody can learn together and know, and hopefully everybody can fine tune together and have the perfect scenario. Yep. Uh, that's, that we're moving it up to the next level, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I just wish I was young enough to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> he don't know what he's talking about, does he, Doc? <laughs> Man, that... Uh, yeah, it'd, it'd, be nice to, it'd be nice to know if uh, what the min-maxes are. You know, what's a minimum that you need to run on a live well, and what's a maximum you need to run. You know, I heard, I heard some numbers out there, 103... Uh, I saw, heard some 50s, and I heard that that uh, lady say that uh, 50 was good, 60 was good. She said when you start getting down below that, uh, you know, I don't I don't recall what they told us ours was, but I'll tell you what, them them fish were running all over that live well. We were chasing them. Yeah, I mean we didn't we didn't even turn on oxygen. And uh, Tony chased that live that little flathead all over that live well. He said, "I'm glad we didn't have oxygen on him because I'd have never been able to call him. He was <laughs> all over that tank." Tony said he'd grab a hold of him, he'd shoot out of the water to the other side. But um, Tony Caton, he said he heard the water was a little rough at the end. Um, to me, on our run back, there was certain sections of the river um, that was worse than the others. You know, the, when them barges went around those uh, corners um, and when they passed each other, especially the one that was pushing, that really got bad. Uh, the wind blowing against the current, you know, made it worse. 
Um, but, you know, we, we would have to slow down in some points in my three-degree hole down to, you know, 15, 15 miles per hour, and then all of a sudden we would be out of it, and it would be really smooth. Um, you know, so it depended on, you know, the barges, the wind, and there was a lot of different scenarios that came in uh, that made the water rough. Yeah, when it was uh, kind of tossing that monster cat around, it was <laughs> we we were rolling in some of that stuff. There was, we had four and five footers, so yeah. I'd never I'd never fished in water quite that like that that was that rough. You know, walk the boat would go down, and then it come back up on the other side. And we seen some boats that, boy, they were taking beating coming up through there. Yeah, we, you know, at those times we would just sit idle for a minute and let it pass. But, you know, my little 1860 got on those five footers. Uh, I, I just made sure I kept the front of my boat facing from where they were coming from. You don't ever want your boat in any other position. You want to turn your boat and go at minimum speed and you want to keep the front of that boat facing those rollers you never want it to hit you from the back from the side or any other direction yeah but you know I thought I would be all puckered up but you know I had to make sure that I stayed you know level-minded you had to feel confident be smart and know you got things under control because if you panicked, it would all be over. You had to stay calm and kept keep you know level-minded. You know, I knew going in, you know, that 1860 was going to be, um, you know, a little bit small to take out there. But I knew if I stayed smart and you know ran her right and um, you know paid close attention of everything was going on, I wasn't going to have any worries. And that was my priority, and I made it happen. And, um, you know, I feel a lot better coming out of it that way. Well, I know we, we came in 58th out of 184. Uh, considering everything that was going on with Lyle and Cindy, I, I thought that was a pretty good finish for us. So... My goal going into it was to get into the weigh-in line, and we caught one fish and got in there, and I was happy. I got go through it. My biggest worry was Phil King was going to weigh in before I got to see him, so I made sure I was out of the water. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get out of the water too soon, so we got we got to the ramp right when you were supposed to stop fishing. So we got to the ramp right at three, um, and then I seen Phil coming down. So I, I knew I was going to get in the weigh-in line and be able to watch him weigh in so I could get my pictures and everything. So everything worked out just like I wanted it to. I'd have loved to did a lot better, caught better fish, but everything I said I wanted to happen happened, and I'm tickled about it. Well, and uh, I, like I say, I'm looking forward to the next one. I think uh, uh, some of the people that that uh, are uh, a little bit afraid of the big water that that we've proven that if you 
pay attention to what you're doing. You can fish it and have as good a time as anybody. And, uh, you know, there was a guy, Doc and I watched that uh, uh, he didn't hit a roller right, and then there was water coming over the front of his boat. But I promise you he won't make that mistake again. No. Yeah, we thought we were going to have to pull the spin troll, but he took a, he took a lot of water. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he, there was a lot of water coming over the front of that boat. <laughs> and he wasn't, he wasn't more than 100, I don't know, he was 100 feet from us probably. Yeah. Who was this? I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was. But, but it nobody, was a white nobody, boat. We didn't lose any boats, though, did we? No. 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 Other, somebody ran out of gasoline. I mean, yes, they did. did. Justin, <laughs> Justin Wolf, my my buddy Justin, really super guy, but uh, he ran out 14 miles from the ramp and and called me, and we was so sure we was going to have to go get him. We filled up a gas can and got ready, and and he caught Bill Parfit at the ramp, and Bill went back and got him and gave him some gas and got him in, but. Uh, he got rode yeah. pretty <laughs> dark and, and be a while before old Justin and Adam run out of a gas again. <laughs> yeah, we've we seen, we seen the Coast Guard um, pulling somebody off a sandbar. Um, so uh, I think he had got called because at first we thought he was checking boats and he come up to three different boats, and then he left them, and then he got to the, the fourth boat, and that was the boat that needed assistance. And um, he wasn't up on there far. It didn't take much to get him off, but they reacted quick, and the guy was right back fishing. Um, you know, awesome. it, it, it didn't look like he hit it wide open. It looked like he was searching for fish. He knew it was shallow, but it came up too quick, and it was too late. Um you know, he he knew he wasn't between the buoys, but, you know, a lot of the guys didn't want to fish between the buoys because of the barges. So, you know, you had the chance getting up, you know, and I would come up and I'd say, okay, here's 20 foot, here's 17 foot, here's 8 foot, here's 4 foot. So, whoa, hit reverse, hit reverse. And then, I mean, it would be, it would be a foot and a half before you knew it. And this is 50 yards from the bank. Um, you know, so if you didn't pay attention, I mean, you, you could right. be up on them in a hurry. Well, I know, uh, on Monday, well, on Tuesday, when Lyle and I got on the water, we got down river and there was about a 40 foot tree that was stuck on the top of a sandbar. And we kind of kept an eye, it had water all the way around it. But on uh, tournament day on Saturday, that thing was high and dry. And I know that. That water was at least a hundred yards from that tree. It had dropped that that much over yes. the week. The the other thing is, is the barges. You know, out there in that current and the noise and the water going around your boat and different things. Man, they, sneak anger, they sneak. That's exactly right, Doc. They sneak up on you. It's amazing to me how quiet them things can get down the river if you're anchored and you're watching your rods and boop they let out that big old horn and i mean they're they're on you before you know it so you know people need to really watch that on those rivers and be safe uh, uh we never really got into any trouble but uh it scared cindy a time or two she thought we was in trouble but uh we had plenty of time 
Yeah. Well, that, and then, and then we had one guy that came down through there. We were 50 yards, literally 50 yards off of the red buoy, and he got on a loudspeaker and said, we were illegal. We should, we need to get out of the channel. There was no way we were even near the channel. He had the no. whole river. And he came over there right alongside of us, and then as soon as he got by us, then he cut clear over to the other side. So, yeah, and that wasn't the channel either. You know, the channel at that point yeah, was right, right in the middle of the river. Yeah, we because we were fishing in like thirty-five foot of water. Yeah, you know when when so, y'all but we we stayed out. You know when y'all came by us and we talked to y'all down there below the uh, the yeah. granary that day. Um, you know, we went back up in that deep hole right there uh, where it went around that corner, and we was fishing right there in that 80 foot of water. Um, and that, you know, that guy had to come in there and change that barge out. Um, you know, them guys do stuff just to mess with you a lot of times. You know, <laughs> um, they do. You know, they're they're saying, "Hey, we, we got to come in there, guys." You know, so we move out of the way, and then. You know they didn't have to mess your fishing hole up like they did. I mean, he gunned it, and they wouldn't. He blew every fish out of that hole down there around Tunica when he got through. I mean, he he revved that motor. Um, yeah, he didn't have to do all that. But you know, I I mean, we we was catching good fish too, and having fun. And all of a sudden, you know, he he blew it out. We went back over there and. You know, see if we could mark some fish down there after he moved, and they wasn't nothing down there anymore. Hmm. They might have come back a few minutes later, but he blew it out really good. Well, I think they'll come back. It's just when they'll come back. Yeah. And maybe the ones that come back in there, maybe them are different fish. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be the same ones because, man, you got those those soybeans rolling down through there wide open. All they got to do is lay down there with their mouth open. And, yeah. uh, I mean, they're pigging out. That's and, exactly I mean, right. We was catching five-pounders that looked like they were, they'd been swallowing uh, softballs. I mean, they just had yeah. them big old round bellies. You know, there ain't no way you could have pushed a tennis ball into their mouth. And their their bellies were just huge, and they were solid and healthy. Um, yeah, they, they were eating good. But, you know, we just wasn't marking any big They seen a lot of bait. Yeah, we you know, we marked a lot of schools of bait, and there there was always fish right there, you know, with them. Yeah, but we wasn't, you know, we we marked a bunch of unders, and um, you know, we seen all the guys that were going to be fishing the granaries. We knew that was going to be a field day. Uh, we knew we was going to be able to catch fish. We might even have been able to bring, you know, five fifteen pounders in. Uh, because we caught we caught a few right there, um, you know. So we probably could have got a you know 75 pound basket easy, but you know you, you might not have been the first one there. Um, all the other guys are wanting to fish it. We've seen everybody hitting it. It's like the community holes, and um, you know we just decided, hey, we need to do something different, something something of our own, and take a chance. Because we didn't mark nothing big in there anyway. Um, you know, in this tournament, it was about winning. You know, second place wouldn't have been $2,500 if it was all about the money. This was about paying number one and giving them a okay. And 
you know, pretty much it, it's like, you know, winner takes all. It was close to that, you know. There was a little money to spread out, but that $14,000 was something everybody was wanting to go after and everybody was wanting that big fish. So, you know, it was like swinging for the fence. You know, you, you might go swing for the fence and end up not getting nothing, but, you know, you, you take that chance, boom, you know, you might could pull it off. Especially if you don't know the river. Well, that river's got fish in it, and it's not hard to fish. I mean, everybody can catch fish, but uh, if you give it the respect, you can have a wonderful time down there. And and uh, that's about as, as much uh, fish per square mile as I've ever seen. Man, they're, they're, they're just everywhere. Yep. Yeah. And good fish. We marked some really good fish, Doc. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think if we had to have the wind that we had, uh, we would have saw a lot more fish come to the scales than what we saw. If it would have been kind of flat and calm, I think people would have gotten on a lot more fish than what you know we saw brought to the scales. I don't think you would have had the people that had blanked and stuff like that. Because I know I talked to the one couple uh, from Texas. Who was that? Lyle, was it James and Lisa? Is that his? yes? Lisa Prince. Yeah, and he was asking me about the back bounce, and I was talking to him about it, how to do it, and stuff like that. He couldn't get it down, so he said he was. He said that he was uh, moving along. He said he marked three fish in a hole, so he went above, anchored down. He said they tossed the lines out. He said the second or third one, he said they started just, Rod started going down. He said at one time he had three flatheads sitting in the bottom of the boat. So, yeah. Uh, they they done really good. Lisa and, and yeah. James haven't been fishing tournaments too awful long. And, and uh, you know, they've been put in some very respectable numbers uh, at Monsters on the Ohio last year and up here at Mississippi River Monsters. So, uh, you know, they're, they have really jumped in there and done a really good job in the last few tournaments I've seen them at. Yeah, I mean, nobody can complain because they, they've, they've got a, the, a smaller boat than just about anybody, um, yep. you know, and they, yeah. were able to, they were able to put fish in the boat. So Yeah, done a, done a bang-up job. Done a, you know, uh, we had some great quality bait brought in down there for everybody. Yes, too. we did. Man, there was good bait. Yep. Water to the bin any better, and uh, you, you got to congratulate them guys for uh, forcing the big, big, what is it, big bait company? Yes, uh, big they, cat uh, bait company. Big cat bait company. They they had some outstanding bait down there for everybody. Uh, even the froze stuff, you cut it open and once it thawed, and it'd still bleed a little bit. And the, the fresh stuff was fresh. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't drive. Uh, the distance it took to get bait when I could get bait of that quality uh, for a few bucks. Yeah, you you know when you cut that bait and it's that it's that dark maroon color. Um, that I mean, it's just like when it comes out of the river when you cut it and it's that brownish tan looking blood. Yeah. You know that that is when it's bad. You know somebody called it. It sat in the bottom of the boat for three hours. You know, they brought it home, you know, five hours later, they st they probably stacked it in a cooler. The middle fish probably took about a week to freeze, 
because of you know, um, you know these guys that they they do it right. Every fish is fresh. That's that's exactly right. Well, boys, what do you say we knock it off of here and we'll get Jason and Daryl Massengill on for us next week and uh, try to do this. And uh, it, it'll be exciting when we get them guys in here and, and uh, we'll work on getting the uh, chat and everything set up. Uh, I just had a hell of a time here at this motel room tonight and we'll get it all done. And you guys get your questions all lined up for them boys because if they're where they're catching fish, how they're going about it, it's them too because they got it going on. Yep. So, you got good. a tip for tonight, Doc? Yeah, I, I'd. Uh, the only tip I got tonight is on these wire ties. I heard a lot of people saying they couldn't get their anchors to release, and when I looked at a, a few of them, I, man, they had some really heavy wire ties. Guys, if you want those zip ties to break loose, don't use as heavy a one. I mean, they're not going to break until you get over top and you want those things to snap. But I saw some that some people were using were like a half inch wide and stuff like that. You know, as long as you got a straight line pull on those breakaway anchors, it's not a problem. It's, you know, you want that thing to break. You want it to shear uh, when you go to pull up on it. Uh, unfortunately, ours didn't shear. We almost lost everything <laughs> on ours. That thing, it was, I don't know what it landed on, but it was stuck in there good. Uh, or, or people will use three or four of them. Yeah, and, and you really you only need to use one. You know, even if you know if you break it, then you can use another one. And you know, but if you go too heavy, then the anchor is not going to work the way it's supposed to. And the way it's supposed to work is. You shear the wire tie, and then the anchor comes up backwards, and it gets out of whatever it's hung into. So, and down there, man, it could be anything. Lady out. That's correct. And that's that's Doc's tip for the night. That's a good one. That's a good one, Doc. Um, anybody got any tournament stuff they want to talk about? Or are we just gonna wait till next week on that? Uh, I can go over one real quick here. Rising <laughs> Sun here in Indiana. I got the. Uh, Two-day event, Johnson & Johnson, uh, 196.8. That was first place. Outstanding. Second place, Loudermilk and Jones, 124. So there, there was a pretty good spread between first and second. Uh, Team Shattered Cat, 118.8. That's Vince Nadowski. He, uh, I, I found that out just before we came on the air that... Uh, that's who was in third. Uh, Petrowski, Nefis, and Petrowski, 116.4. And that same team who was in fourth place had the big cat, which was 69.6 pounds. So outstanding uh, there at uh, Ohio Valley River Cats and Rising Sun. Hopefully next year the Mississippi Monsters is on a different date. Uh, Lyle and I talked about this out on the water. We thought there could have been another 50 boats added to that tournament if they didn't coincide. But it's it's like George said, you know, when Bass Pro says you need to have it on this date, uh, there's not much you can do about it. Exactly. And I was looking at a lot of the. Go ahead. I was I was looking at a lot of the guys that were participating on Rising Sun, and they were quality fishermen that you know really should have been at the. Um, you know, Mississippi River Monsters Tournament, but 
just imagine if, if there was another 50 boats. Um, man, that would have been something else. Yeah. Oh, before we go, one other thing, you know, um, I didn't get, but like we had said earlier in the year, the payout day of tournament was considerably higher for the teams uh, that finished second, third, fourth, and on down the line for a ways. Uh, when, when everything got said and done, it was a lot higher than what was posted on there. Uh, and, it, you know, it's a pleasant surprise, but we knew that was going to happen. A lot of people was concerned about it, but it did, it did jump up on several of those places. They just kept adding stuff to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't guess so. All right. For Chuck Davison and Doc Lang, I'm Lyle Stokes, and thanks for watching Catfish Weekly. We'll see you next week with Daryl and Jason Massingale.